Hello, everyone. This is Jason from Two Dads with Hats, and I'd like to welcome you to episode 12 with our special guest, Kelly McLaughlin. I'm thrilled to introduce Kelly as our first female guest. We are so fortunate to be able to learn from people like Kelly, who love to give back and have a lot of good advice to share. Here we go with episode 12, One Mom, Five Hats, with Kelly McLaughlin. Welcome to Two Dads with Hats with your hosts, Jason and Brandon. So Kelly, you are, in addition to being our first female guest on the show, you have the most hats. I believe um, the title actually is One Woman with Five Hats. You wear a lot of hats. Yes, I do. And is it okay if we kind of talk through those different hats then? Absolutely. We'd love to. So, so the first hat that we had when we talked uh, before the show was, and, and maybe um, the one that is always on is the mom hat. I understand you have, you have some children, almost grown children. I do. I have a daughter who will be 18 in May. We're going through that college process. She'll be a, a first year um, in college in the fall. And I have a 15-year-old son who, they're both pretty active kids, um, but I can't believe I'm old enough to have almost adult children. Nobody who watches the video will ever believe that. I don't feel old enough. I guess it's, it's all in your head, right? It is. And people refer to Jason and I as almost adult children, too. So this show will be easy for you. Very good. So, so what are some of the challenges of, of having the mom hat on? What are, Jason and I want to know. You know, you're further down the path as far as raising kids than us, even though nobody would believe it looking at you. And, <laughs> uh, and I think I'm older than everybody here combined. But, um, <laughs> but uh, what are some of the challenges of raising kids who are teenagers and as they're getting ready to go off to college and they're experiencing everything in high school? What, what are some things you could share with us about that? Give us some tips, please. Yeah, I think at this stage, you've already done the best you can, right, in terms of uh, discipline and teaching them the right thing. And now I feel like I'm here to help guide them and be a resource for them. Uh, they, they will make mistakes and helping. I, I think that for me is the most important message to them right now is um, I'm here if you make a mistake and need help getting out of it. But, um, you know, I think at this age, you, you, you're at a point where if you haven't taught them good things by now, um, you know, it's, it's past that point. So what are some of those? So I'm in the middle of that area where I'm really interested in the good things that you could teach them now. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what are a couple examples for that, that six to 10 age range? Um, I think respect is a big one. Even respect with people you don't agree with, right? So teachers is a great example. You may have a teacher that you don't like, you don't agree with. Um, they don't treat you the way you feel like you should be treated. Um, helping them navigate those conversations that you're going to work with, live with, be in relationships with people that you don't always get along with, but how do you navigate those with respect? Um, a big one for us is our son has played sports, uh, our daughter as well, but he's more serious about sports. And, uh, you know, after every practice, every game, he goes up and shakes his coach's hand, thanks them for a great practice, a great game, whatever. We get a lot of feedback about that, that that means a lot to the coaches. So I think that level of respect is really important. And open communication, I think, is the other one. Trying to help kids 
be able to articulate how they're feeling in a constructive way. Um, responsibility and all that stuff is important too, but I think uh, those are two things that can really serve kids well uh, as they become adults. And you have over three decades when you put that together, three decades of parenting, and that's some pretty, really, that's really good advice. I was going to say something there, and, and I, I edit it so kids can listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> pretty blank, you know, insert Samuel L. Jackson phrase here, advice. So I think, you know, Jason and I, we talk about, you know, Jason, you're in the, the formative years of parenting. I think I'm, I'm I think I, it's, my kids are 12 and 16. I think I've already, you know, my formation of them, it, it's already passed, right? They're, as they're younger, like Jason, you're in that stage of like, you can form them. They're, they're sponges. They can mold them. So by the time they get to where Kelly's kids are, it's, they're, they're more, um, you've equipped them to deal with this world, I guess. And actually, Brandon, I find that they're actually helping mold me and they're helping me deal with the world. So it's really good. I like the, the reverse of the lesson. Yeah. Kids do that. <laughs> and being a mom is a full-time job. I mean, that's, that's day in, day out. They're, they're always there. Um, how, how does that work in response to your second hat, which is your career hat? Um, if you could tell us a little bit about your work, you know, Jason, I've known you for quite a while and you are, um, you know, you're, you are full, you know, pedal to the metal career as well. You've got what anybody would consider full-time job. You got at least two there, mom, full-time job, career, full-time job. So tell us about the other hat. Currently, I'm working in higher education. I work for a small liberal private, a private liberal arts school in New York. Um, I'm passionate about working in higher education. Um, I love, it's fun, my kids being at the age that they are because we can also have a little bit more fun. Um, and so working with uh, students, which is the part of my job that I love the most. We have 30 students who work for our department, so we're really engaged in helping them get skills outside of just their degree, uh, which is important. Um, but I, I've been in IT for many years. My degree is actually in journalism, so much like many people who aren't doing anything <laughs> related can, to their degree, yeah. Can you, can you repeat that again? What's your degree in and what do you work in, just in one sentence? I want to make sure we clip that, Jason. My degree is in journalism, and I'm working in IT. Not sure. That's huge discussions online about liberal arts degrees, which I have one. I have a history degree. Um, it's my undergrad. And, you know, well, the joke is, you know, do you want fries with that? And I'm thinking, like, do you want a server rebuilt with that? Because I know so many people, journalism, English lit, that are developers, programmers, IT directors. You know, it doesn't, it's it just across the board. So, and that's something as I don't know, as your daughter is preparing to go off to college, but my son, you know, his mom and I encourage him to, you know, follow your passion and also make sure that you can put a roof over your head. And so balancing those two things. That's one of the things I love about working at a liberal arts school is I think the, the concept of critical thinking and yes, you have a degree, but you're learning skills that you can apply to anywhere. You know, you're, you're not, if, certainly if you want to be a doctor or a nurse, there's a different kind of path you need to be on. But, um, and my daughter will actually be a first year at the school that I work at in the fall. So excited for her to, to be in that sort of environment. And I've met, actually, I've met your son before, and um, I should have said this in the, in the mom area, but just, just so polite, so well-balanced. It was just, I mean, a real proof of um, how you've done parenting. I know, Jason, one area that we wanted Kelly to really talk uh, with us about was her leader hat, because she's a leader in multiple areas, 
And so, and you only have one, you have one hat on, so you're not changing your hat, but as people who listen and watch uh, have figured out, you know, it's not a physical hat that we, uh, that we refer, although you have a, what, what is your hat you're wearing there right now? I'm representing my Buffalo Bills. True, true fan of a team who hasn't gone to the playoffs in years and years. So that's a no true fickle fan. fan here. Yeah. Well, also you guys have real fans there because it's so dang cold. It's like Jason, where you are, you guys line up for baseball season and there's snow on the ground. And, and for us, you know, like there's some rain and they canceled all of Southern California. I buy boxes of hand warmers at the beginning of sports season my son's playing sports i'm going to see sports thankfully uh you can order cases online that's the little ones you break and you slip into your pockets oh yeah i've seen them i don't know what they are but i've seen them like pictures of them plus brandon the snow and the cold makes for a great story it makes it all the better it sure does oh man well so in, through all the cold and snow would you uh would you share with jason and i some of your leader hat in the multiple areas that you are a leader in work nonprofit association different things yeah i lead the um a big chunk of the it organization at the school that i work at i have our help desk and desktop support our post office and print shop which is a big trend in higher ed that they fall under it but there are our customer facing organizations um and I'm also a leader in the HDI organization, both at our local chapter level and at the national level. Um, and I've also gotten engaged in doing things like coaching Odyssey of the Mind for my kids' uh, school, those sorts of things. The interesting thing about all these hats and leader, I, I am a, I am what you get, what you see is what you get. <laughs> a lot of people, depending on what hat they wear, they behave, act, look, whatever differently. Um, for me, it doesn't matter what hat's on top of my head. I, it's still me underneath the hat. So um, from a leadership perspective, I am very open, transparent leader. And I think one of the challenges if we're talking about a woman with all these hats is leading with empathy and emotion. And that's something that is very important to me. And I know a lot of people are very critical about that. And sometimes women can be told they have too much emotion, but I think it serves me well. Kelly, you know that I'm someone who agrees with that, but I, I think that emotion is the one of the most important things that you could do as a leader. Work on developing your emotional intelligence because we're in the people business. It doesn't matter which industry we're in. It's all about the people. Absolutely. What is your take on how you've been able to balance what I consider some of your greatest strengths with the demands of of the roles that you've been in with the environments that you've been in how have your strengths really come to to make different situations you've been in even better one of the things i would say that i i feel most comfortable with is pulling people together when they disagree uh, whether it's two members of the same team or two different teams or uh, my team and a customer um, and and i think this happens more than just inside of work, it, it's in a lot of different areas, but having conversations with people, it's very cliche to say, you know, talk about how it makes you feel. That, that was the old fashioned, if you, if you always say, how does it make you feel? Nobody can ever fault you for that, right? The reality is being able to process it in a different way to make sure that everybody is talking about what's going on. Because I think for me, it's all about managing expectations. And I, I can't think of a time when there's been a disagreement 
that the reality is it was because somebody expected something different from the other person. So that's one of the things that I, with heart, love having the conversation to say, let's be honest, you know, what, what were you hoping to accomplish or come out of this? And let's sit down and talk about it. Um, so that's one of the things I love. Those are hard questions to answer when you're in those situations, but it's refreshing when a leader actually sets the stage and it's welcome. It's encouraged. Yeah, I, I'm pretty transparent. I, ho I hope the people that work on my team would, would agree with that, but I, I really try and, and live my leadership life and my life in general that way. Very open and transparent. I'm messaging the people on your team right now to ask them. So we'll see. Awesome. We could scroll quotes along the bottom of what they really think, right? <laughs> no, just kidding. I was thinking, Jason, exactly what you're, I think the path that you were, you were going along is, is for everyone who listens to this uh, over the next 100 years, because this will be immortalized, this show, um, that everyone is a leader in some aspect. You don't have to be paid as a leader. You know, you don't, um, you don't have to be the head of the PT. They still have PTA at school. Is that still a thing? Like the, Mm -hmm. Okay, so you know you don't have to be the head of the of the youth soccer association. You don't have to be the director at work, um, but you're a leader. You're a leader to your kids. You're a leader among your friends, among your work group. Whenever the, the opportunity arises, because we all have leadership turns, I guess. And I think Kelly, what you said there, I'd really like to make sure we remember is to to ask people to bring them together because anytime there is uh, a conflict or or Maybe it's just things aren't just going the, the best that they could. It'd be great if people could use that, no matter what your actual title or role is, to step into that, to say, let's, let's make this better. You know, what, what, what was your goal? How do we get there? You know, and it's okay to say, hey, how do you feel about this? How does this work? You know, and, and to really people to people see what's happening. Because I think it's, um, I'd rather work in a pleasant place. I'd rather be in a pleasant group, group of friends. I'd rather be well it might be um you know two teams playing together but being a good group that's playing sports so i think that there's a there's a lot that can come from there and five minutes of being uncomfortable sets the stage for that pleasant environment right mm. so it's we can't be afraid of those tough critical crucial whatever you want to call them conversations because the the reality is that everybody's walking on eggshells i tell i tell my kids this i tell my people at work this Every, every interaction you have with somebody can either take a withdrawal or leave a deposit. And thinking about what that, and it could be somebody at the grocery store, it could be somebody at the school, it could, wherever you go, that interaction you have with somebody could be a positive or a negative experience. So, And, and this is a very positive experience we're having right now. Um, you've had some negative experiences, I think, that Jason and I, as, we, as we've known you, um, especially in your entrepreneurial hat. So we're going to our fourth hat now. You've had some negative experiences outside of your control that uh, you dealt with. You want to talk about your entrepreneurial hat that you wear? Sure. Um, my husband and I are partners in a restaurant here in Rochester. Um, we currently have two locations that are open. Um, one of our locations opened three, four years ago, and last year was destroyed in a fire. Um, so we've rebuilt, thankfully, and, and talk about tenacity and picking all the pieces up off the ground. Um, you know, it's when you're responsible for a restaurant full of people and their livelihood is depending on you, it is extremely stressful. And 
um, we, we care very deeply for our, our entire group of people. Um, and so we're, we're really proud of, of where we are. Uh, we're actually opening a third location this spring. Yes. So it's, it's a lot of where I, and I don't even do a 10th of the work involved in the restaurant, but um, very proud uh, to be part of such an amazing experience. And it's excellent food too. I've, I've, I've eaten there. So <laughs> yes, really you have. Well, so you guys had a restaurant that was destroyed in, um, by fire. Can you tell us like, what, what were your thoughts when you guys found out it, it was not during the day? I, I Oh, it was. Well, it was. It was in the morning. Yeah. Okay. I I had called my husband just to check in and see how things were going. And he sounded funny. And I said, what's going on? He said, oh, there's a small fire at the restaurant. And so I hung up, not thinking anything of it. And about 20 minutes later, I got a text from my son, who two years ago was 13, right? Saying, what's going on? Everybody at school's talking about the restaurants burning to the ground. And I said to him, oh, don't worry, buddy. <laughs> it's just a small fire. And he proceeded to text me back a picture that had been starting to circulate on the news of the building just completely engulfed in flames. And we're in a plaza. So every, all four businesses in that plaza were impacted by the fire. Um, and it's devastating. It, the concept of the restaurant is something my husband thought up. He's had in his head for a while. And so to see it be built and come to fruition is really exciting. And to see it be destroyed is heartbreaking. Uh, heartbreaking Kelly, on lots of levels. Kelly, I've heard that, that phrase before when we talk about entrepreneurs, where, where someone, entrepreneurs, have an idea or a vision in their head and the way that they're successful, how you know that they're successful is when they're able to make that idea into reality. Can you talk through that process of what role you played in that and how you supported your husband? How did he support you as partners? And yeah, I, he really, I mean, it really is his thing, right? I, I, am, I offer emotional support. I do some of the social media, um, but the reality is I am, I am not as engaged as he is. So to, to hear his concept as he's coming up with um, ideas, even as small as what is the inside of the restaurant going to look like, right, um, really served as a sounding board which can be a challenge for somebody who wants to be engaged and have their opinions and ideas. And, um, but to just try and be that uh, strong supporting partner to encourage him. And certainly when it came time to talk about, do we rebuild, do we reopen um, being that strong encouraging partner as well. Uh, you go through lots of emotions. And I think that's a, that's a source of, natural conflict in any relationship when you have a choice though and you said it earlier are you looking to deposit or withdraw are you giving to the conversation and trying to help and support and build and grow or are you not interested are you tearing the ideas down so you found a way clearly to to build and you have and rebuild even <laughs> you have that reality but what was the impact on your relationship it, it's tough. It's strenuous. You know, it's um, trying to be able to, it, it's much easier to facilitate conversations with two groups of people who are struggling than it is being one of those parties <laughs> yourself, right? So in the spirit of full, just like for as great as my kids are, I will not lead anybody to believe that there are days where <laughs> I want to pull my hat and hair out. Um, but I think at the end of the day, if 
if you're able to respect one another and and talk and process and forgive <laughs> and listen, uh, you end up coming out okay. So but. Kelly, you just restated, these are all the words that I'm going to have to paint on my living room walls because I think those <laughs> are the four words that are going to be those guiding principles that for me and for my kids in these next five years. So thank you. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. And I don't think you could, you know, kind of, I always say the cliche statement is so true and I hold it to my heart is kind of, don't confuse kindness for weakness. Um, you, you can be kind and transparent and emotional, um, but still be strong and hold people accountable. Mm-hmm. Jason, we have to pull all the phrases that Kelly has given us today, and I will uh, make sure that uh, Two Dads with Hats post those on social media. Uh, oh, oh, shirts. We're going to make shirts. <laughs> We're going to make shirts. We're going to make shirts, and this is <laughs> Kelly says. We should make hats. Hats. There you go. The very small font for some of the sayings. WWKS? What would Kelly say? What would Kelly say? This will be perfect in, in time for Cinco de Mayo. We can, put, we can print these phrases on sombreros. Lots more space to print on a sombrero. That's true. The Cinco de Mayo uh, Kelly motivational sombreros with sayings, whatever the acronym is. That's also the name. Well, let's, let's talk about your fifth hat. And this one you kept as a little bit of a surprise, Kelly. Do you want to tell us what the fifth hat that you wear is? Well, it's my fun hat, Brandon. You know? <laughs> Let me get the cooler. <laughs> That's right. You can't, you can't wear lots of hats and not have a fun hat. You, you have to have time to decompress and do things that you enjoy and, and find those things that bring you joy so you can replenish yourself. So, and I've got lots of stuff that I love to do. Um, is that stuff with your kids, stuff at work, stuff in their leader capacity? Like, what, when is this stuff you like to do? Is it spread across all of them? Yeah, I, I think it's mostly across all of them. I, I love to see – I, I love going to the movies, and I'm blessed that my children also love going to see the movies. So um, that's something we, – we just went to see um, that movie Get Out uh, this weekend. Um, so we, we just love, I love the, I love movie popcorn. I love the whole experience around it. Um, I love to read, which is something I do by myself, which is enjoyable to be able to decompress and do something alone. Um, I love watching sports. I love certainly watching my son and my daughter played tennis. My son is really into soccer right now. So, um, love watching them play sports, but I also love professional sports. Not enough hours in the day for all the fun that I want to. So I try and put fun in everything I do so that uh, I can get a lot of it in. That's awesome. I, I love that fifth hat, Jason. I think we, we try and wear that hat occasionally as well, the, the fun hat. Um, yeah, I can neither confirm nor deny, but I think this group, we definitely get together and we have a blast. We have a lot of fun, for sure. That is awesome. Kelly, I wanna, I wanna thank you for coming on the show and being our special guest. And uh, if you'd like to come back in the future, we'd love to have you on the show. Thank you. I would love to come back. And, and um, we, well, I was going to say, Kelly, do you have any, any final things you want to share with us? Because you've given us so many nuggets, so many good things, so many saints we can put on our, our sombreros that we're going to, um, that we're going to make available <laughs> and shirts, you know. Um, so uh, do you have any, anything you want to leave with us? Is like, this is, this is the one woman, five hat saying to keep and, 
and keeping your brain while you're traveling, wherever you're traveling today, or whoever's listening to this, where they're listening. And outer that's, that's a lot of pressure, Brandon. We, we bring the heat. Oh, please bring the heat and melt the snow. <laughs> oh, man. I just, I think it is be real, be true to who you are. You know, we, we have with social media, people post all the great, glorious things on Facebook. There are rough edges. Don't be afraid to show those rough edges and be honest and um, let people know that things aren't always rosy and great. And, um, you know, you've got to work through some of those bad times to appreciate the good times. So, so be prepared for all my posts that I say, I'm laying in bed crying now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say all. There's going to be a flood of those. There's a balance, Brandon. <laughs> it's called balance. It's yin and yang. <laughs> That's right. Jason, did you have one more thing for the show, sir? One more thing. We, we do have just enough time to get one more thing in. Um, you know, the, I have not forgotten about this book report. I owe you a 60-second book report on this book that I bought from Costco several um, weeks ago. It's called Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss. Kelly, are you familiar with this book? I am not. What did Tim also write? Because people might know the other thing he wrote. He is the, the guy that wrote several books on four minutes or four hours, four hour, four hour work week. week. Yep. Four hour, four, four hour work week. Yeah. Four minute exercise or something like that. Yeah. So that's why people might know him from the four hour work week, which I read that book in a, in a bookstore while my kids were looking at books. So and this one is 700 pages. So it's a doozy and I'm prepared to share one thing in one minute with you, Brandon, your last okay. time worked very well. I'm, I'm ready for the time. I'm also the, I'm also the timer police. You're the timer police. So, so, one, so in this book, Mr. Tim Ferriss interviews well over 100, almost 200 different people he refers to as titans. And they're successful people in business, in life. They're entrepreneurs. They have achieved levels of success, world-class success. And one of the things that they all have in common is that they all have a morning routine and practice some sort of mindfulness, be it meditation, be it, it's all about mindfulness. So what I did, you may have heard of this app, it's called Headspace. It's like an orange circle, if you can see that on the, get my camera to focus. Looks like an egg. Yeah, <laughs> it's an orange circle, it's called Headspace, check it out. I, I downloaded it a couple days ago, I'm on day three out of 10 of the 10 day trial. I would tell you, this is different from what I expected, and I highly recommend the app. It's free to try. I have four seconds left, three, two, and that's my 60-second book report. <laughs> that is awesome. Okay, I'm going to have to do that. I think that morning routine is so important as well. It gets you going for the day. And I found that it's actually, it, there's an impact to it, to doing the, the breathing exercises that the app walks you through. Um, it's not necessarily about necessarily meditating. They take some of the stigma and the, the buzz away from what people that are very experienced with meditating would say about it. But it's, it's about being mindful and, ha and having some sort of mindfulness routine. I'm sorry. I'm looking and nowhere within like 500 miles of me is there any stigma for meditating. No stigma. It's the left coast. Uh, I know I, there's very practical, very practical um, uses for meditation and mindfulness, and we should have a we should have a show. We should get someone on who knows more than just Namaste 
and, uh, and, and could help us with this because I think, you know, that's in health programs everywhere in companies. Well, we got to, I know we got to wrap up. We're running out of time. Uh, thank you for coming on the show, Kelly, Jason, have a great sombrero day. Cinco de Mayo. Happy Cinco de Mayo, folks. Yes. Only two months early. Only two months away. <laughs> Plenty of time to prepare. We prepare the world, but they, Cinco de Mayo needs to prepare for us. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye. Right. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. Take care.